0: Hi, insiders, and welcome back for a new episode of Disney Movie Insiders Presents. Disney's Disenchanted is now streaming on Disney+, and we're taking an insider's look at the actor, after the happily ever after. It's been over 10 years since Giselle and Robert wed, and we pick up with them as they move to the suburbs in search of a fairy tale life. Frustrated that her happily ever after hasn't been so easy to find, Giselle turns to the magic of Andalasia for help, but accidentally transforms the entire town of Monroeville and places her family's future happiness in jeopardy. It's a race against time to reverse the spell and determine what happily ever after truly means. It's pure magic having Amy Adams and the entire cast back in Disenchanted. Giselle's heartwarming optimism continues to shine in the sequel, along with her deliciously evil new nemesis, Melvina Monroe, played by Maya Rudolph. The stakes are high, but the power of love is strong and just might be the key to this fairy tale with a twist. We've been granted our wish to talk to the filmmakers and cast from Disenchanted, including two Disney legends. Today, we're talking to producer Barry Josephson, director Adam Shankman, composer Alan Menken, Idina Menzel, Yvette Nicole Brown, and Jayma Mace. To start us off and hear the background on the making of the movie, we're talking to Disenchanted's producer, Barry Josephson. Hi, Barry.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: I'm good. We're happy to have you here. I'm glad to
1: be with you today.
0: Okay, we have to talk about this. Enchanted becomes a major success in 2007, and as a producer on Enchanted, we hear you wish for a sequel, and here we are. When did you know that wish was coming true?
1: I knew that wish would come true, for sure. I mean, I met my wife on the first movie, and I have two children, so... That was the Uh first wish that came true. Um, (laughs) So I always thought that, you know, this wish would happen. I was very fortunate that I was introduced to Sean Bailey at Disney. And, you know, for him, he loved the first movie so much that he wanted to see it happen, too. So that's when I felt real confidence that the wish would come true.
0: What was important for you to bring to this new story?
1: Well, when Sean and I first talked, I had already had a conversation with Amy about it and Amy's career grew so much from Enchanted. I mean, she'd done some great work before Enchanted, but, you know, she just took off after that movie. And, you know, for me, it was like, okay, I have to approach Amy the right way because now her career has just blossomed. And it was great meeting with Sean because Sean said, I want to have a standalone movie. I want this to have its own original story. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to feel like it's just a carryover. Yes, you have to start with these characters. But I really want you to grow it and I want it to be standalone. So that was a challenge, but it was a challenge that I I wanted to accept. And in developing the movie and working with Amy and then with Adam and our writers, Demon Weiss, Richard LaGravines, and also Bridget Hales being the savior, I would say that, you know, we were all challenged, but the challenge was a good one because everybody loved that first movie so much. So it just felt like Mm. we should do this, but we have to do it right.
0: So with that standalone approach you mentioned, it sounds like you knew you had Amy and then the rest of the cast from the original is here, which is exciting. But what were you looking for in the new cast members? I mean, we have Maya Rudolph, so deliciously evil. What did you know?
1: Well, what we knew after meeting and talking to Amy was that we needed to grow her character and we wanted to make a mother-daughter story. Um, Hmm. And that's what we dove right into. Uh, And telling that story and where you know a mom being challenged, she has a new baby. She's growing her family. She has a teenage daughter. That relationship's now changed and a little bit different. And then it was like, okay, now how do we challenge all of them? And so it's like, okay, we have to come up with a new villain and we have to do something that's special like it was with Susan Sarandon in the first movie. So Maya Rudolph was just the perfect person to play Malvina because Malvina is such an important character in the movie. She challenges Giselle. She challenges everyone around her. And it's also, she's a manifested character where she starts out one way in Monroeville and become so different in monroe post-Wish. And basically, Maya had every ability and quality and and talent to play this character. She has to sing. She plays comedy. She challenges Giselle. She can be mean. She can be tough. But then again, like you see in the movie, how she and Amy bond, and that comes, I think, from two actresses working together so well. And everyone around Maya just, you know, rose to the occasion. Oscar Nunez, Yvette, and Jama, how they worked with her. So it was just great to watch. The villain character come to life the way maya brought it to life it really informed us on how potentially to capture her
0: i mean it really really comes through the way that malvina is in this movie it is so fabulous you're talking about that balance of good and evil also in this film though there's that balance of live action and traditional animation because it's a hybrid what were the changes in the filming process this time versus the first film
1: Well, you know, in the first movie opens with animation and ends with animation. So we have nice bookends, but in this movie, we knew we wanted to have the animated world challenge our world again. And so what could we do special? And so in developing the movie, we realized how great it would be to take a character into Andalasia and it felt like the right character was Morgan and to see what she needs to do in animation and what she brings out. So for us, that was like a really great challenge. And that was the part of the movie that was the most challenging. How do we make that satisfying for an audience? Well, as our world is changing, so is their world. And so when Morgan goes into that crossover, we really get to see Andalasia in a very different way. So I think that really works for the movie. You know, you see that progress as the movie continues. And then, of course, in the third act towards the end of the movie, those two worlds really collide. And that was sort of our dream that that would all work really well and come together well.
0: It does. It is such a beautiful movie, both animated, both live action. And that live action, some of it was filmed in Ireland. Can you talk to us about what that was like? And we have to ask, obviously, I'm sure locals and tourists are discovering you rather quickly, how well, long does it take for them to know?
1: <laughs> when we were shooting on stage, we sort of kept our secret. But once the Mencken and Schwartz music numbers and Adam, you know, being such a brilliant director and choreographer, you know, these pieces grew and grew and grew. So you really couldn't keep a cover over it when you have 150 dancers dancing in this little town of Anaskari. So what was remarkable is to see what impact that had on the country and on these towns that we filmed in. We filmed in a little town called Enesqueri. And what was remarkable is that Enesqueri became synonymous with the movie. So when we first started filming in the town, there would be the occasional passerby and so on. But by the time we were four, five, six weeks into the movie, well, we when we weren't filming there, there would be busloads of people coming from all over the country to just walk through the town when we weren't filming because it became their version of Disneyland. So it was remarkable for me. One day I was cycling from Dublin to Enesqueri and it was a weekend and I pull into Enesqueri and cars are 30 40 50 people up every street you know cars everywhere you could see and everybody just wanted to be in anaskeri just to walk around and we basically disnified all of anaskeri
0: okay that is absolutely amazing <laughs> i love all the insights thank you so much clearly it was a magical magical experience thank you so much barry for joining us
1: oh you're welcome thank you so much
0: And joining us to talk about his new songs and score is eight-time Oscar-winning composer and Disney legend, Alan Menken. Hi, Alan. We're so thrilled to have you here.
2: Nice to meet you.
0: Hi there. So when did you hear *Disenchanted* was happening?
2: From the time the first movie opened, for the last 15 years, there's been little rumors and then no, and then another rumor and no. It was about five years ago, actually. But it took a lot of twists and turns to come to the right premise, the right time. All the right stars had to align.
0: It seems like they did. A true fairy tale coming true with this one. What was it like working with Adam Shankman, though? It sounded like his approach was very, very focused on interweaving music in a different way than the first film.
2: Oh, I love working with Adam. I've known Adam since before the first movie and we've wanted to work together for a long, long time. He's a great collaborator, really smart. So we had a wonderful, wonderful time.
0: And here we are with seven new songs and an original score for Disenchanted. Can you tell us about a
2: couple of those new songs? Well, there's the opening number which is in the world of Andalasia. So we have Andalasia. And you have the Disney choir, we're in this fairy tale land, and then you get to Giselle moving to the suburbs because she wants to somehow have Morgan and her husband and Robert be happy. And Here we are, our family starting over, where life will be nicer and newer now. We have her making her big wish, once upon a time, back there in Andalasia rules were clear and colors didn't fade and once you found your happily ever after your happily ever after always stayed Then, we of course later on we have this number batter which is amy adams and maya rudolph as two women who are both actually villains at this point singing this demented evil tango We finally get a song for Adina Menzel, Love Power, which yes. is a big power ballad. And we're so happy we finally get the character of Nancy to sing a song in the movie. And oh my God, it's so worth the wait.
0: Okay, that is absolutely, absolutely pure magic us witnessing this here. <laughs> Did you have one of those moments throughout this? Like for Adina, let's just talk about that. You're writing a song for her, she finally gets it. Fans are so excited. Tell us more about that process.
2: We decided we wanted to write a song that was actually a wink at a song Adina had already sung, but it has its own emotional basis and its own obviously you know, musical themes. Memories are made of magic When you add them up they paint a picture of All the love you're given And the love you have received And in that love There's power Love, oh, power Feel it flowing, look through you like a rushing stream. And it's just a very powerful song and a Dean that just knocks it out of the park.
0: Wow, I am just, yes, truly in awe for all the new songs that we get to, to partake in for Disenchanted, we have to ask, because we have a lot of Disney fans out there, do you have at least one of your favorite overall Disney songs that you've created and your wonderful legacy that you can tell us about?
2: Yeah, I look at my songs that I write it's hard for me to take one song out and say that's the one but there are certain songs that connect to me more like the song Out There from Hunchback of Notre Dame obviously Beauty and the Beast A Whole New World um Colors of the Wind uh about and then for this new movie there's just all these new themes I'm not going to do justice so the people don't know them yet so that I I hope they'll buy the soundtrack as well as uh, obviously first see the movie buy the soundtrack I think you'll love them
0: thank you so much Alan we love this movie we love the music and that was life-giving there literally just (laughs) hearing some of your work right there from all of our favorite Disney classics thank you again so much thank you Our next guest isn't just Disney royalty. She is now a Disney legend. Welcome, Adina Menzel. Oh, thank you. Thanks for putting that beside my name. Well, you really are. You're a queen of magical sequels with Frozen 2 and now with Disenchanted. We love that you give us fans even more of these beloved characters that you play. What's your favorite part of revisiting a character like Nancy Tremaine?
3: Oh, she's just fun. I love putting on the costume and singing this time around and mostly it was fun to figure out how much of her New York sensibility was still inside of her after living in Andalasia for so long. That's actually
0: really interesting. That's true because we did. We met her in Enchanted, very New York Uh and then here we are. Now we're in Disenchanted and you have a song and fans are here Mm -hmm. for it.
3: Did you know right away that you'd be singing in this film? Maybe. Yeah. When they first came to me, they're like, I promise you'll be singing. But I was so happy to be in the first film in any capacity. But now it's super cool because Alan Menken and Stephen Schwartz wrote me the most beautiful song. What was it like performing it animated and live action? It was just great to record the song. It was during the pandemic when we were really in lockdown and they were trying to figure out ways to get things accomplished. So they send these James Bond suitcases over where they had like a microphone, a little sound system. And then I had to open it up and hook it up in my walk-in closet um, so that the sound would be kind of padded in there. And then I hung the Love Power lyrics on a little pants hanger (laughs) and I recorded the whole vocal there and it ended up being the vocal that you'll hear in the movie. Okay. That's crazy. How creative, just how you had to figure it all out and how it's what
0: we hear. That is really, really fabulous. I think
3: because I felt really relaxed and it was fun mm. to just have something to do during lockdown, something that made me feel good and um, to be singing and doing my thing. Mm. I mean, that totally makes sense. I have to ask then though, you
0: actually finally get on set. It sounds like it was a family reunion of sorts. What was that first
3: day on set like? Oh, that was actually, no pun intended. It was a magical evening because the very first night I was in full wig and costume. Yes, I'm wearing a wig. That's not my real hair. And I was standing with Gabby, who plays Morgan, and we were standing in front of this house that they made into a fairy tale house and singing love power. And the crew was there and they all applauded as though I was actually singing, but. I wasn't. I was lip syncing to my own recording, but they were so into it. And it was fun to kind of have a live performance. It really
0: sounds like it was so magical and so cool that we see it in the film, the finished product. It's so cool that you gave us that behind the scenes. I've got to ask, one of our favorite quotes from the film is, you just have
3: to make it a good morning. What do you do to make a good morning for yourself? A good morning for me is to wake up on time, get my son's backpack and sneakers and homework and lunch out the door into the car, get him to school on time and remember to brush my teeth and comb my hair. (laughs) We hope that you're singing love power as well along
0: that (laughs) that routine. (laughs) But yes, it is a true gift to us. That new song, your character. Thank you so much, Adina, for joining us today. Thank you. Our next two guests play two of the fun new characters in Disenchanted, Yvette Nicole Brown and Jayma Mays. Yvette and Jayma, welcome to the show. Thank Thank you. You. Thanks for having us. So Yvette, you're no stranger to the Disney family and Jayma, you've been in other hybrid CGI live action movies. What excited you about joining this film?
4: Oh, well, I was a big, 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 big fan (laughs) of the first film. So when I, first of all, when I heard they were making the next installment, I was like, oh. Oh, oh, and then when I got the phone call, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in and I can be in, I can be in it. I was so excited. So to step in it, into it was
5: really magical. Absolutely. And it was the same for me. Like, there's some dreams that you just don't even have. Like, I I love the first mm-hmm. Enchanted so much. I never, like you, like, it would be great. I never even thought that it would ever even be possible. So again, to get the call and to know that we were going to get to play was just magical, if I shall say it. I'll say it. it was magical. Stoked. stoked and excited. <laughs> <laughs> so the duo that you two form
0: is so much fun and you're you're so lovely and you're still now like inducted into kind of like a villainous character like mm-hmm. idea. What did you know about these characters as you were
5: cast? I didn't know a ton. Did you know a no, ton right I, off the bat? Knew... And we were finding it when we started. Yeah, we kind of right? got to play and create who we wanted them to be to a hmm. certain extent. Yeah. We knew that they were mean girls and that yeah. they were kind of the henchmen along with Maya's character. That's really all I knew. I knew we weren't the good guys.
4: Yes. I knew I was Malvina Monroe's like, yes, yes. Guy, yeah. yes man, yeah, that that's all we... yes man, <laughs> yes, man. Yeah. So
0: it sounds like you said you had to shape it along the way, but you had some of those important tidbits. So did mm-hmm. you gather inspiration from any other Disney duos or villains, knowing that you were going to be kind of like the mean girls or following along of Malvina?
5: Well, I feel like every Disney Disney villains and every Disney princess kind of lives in all of us because we all grew up watching all of it. So you don't even have to work hard to think of the evil stepsisters or any of the other villainous people. And so it was easy. You just kind of fall into it because you know your role.
4: Yeah, that's right. And I think what Disney does so nice with even their evil characters, it feels like it all still comes from a happy place (laughs) inside. So nothing (laughs) ever gets so dark that it's like terrifying or too twisted. For me, it comes from a silly
5: place inside. Side. So it's right. still very
4: fun to play. And, and and your
5: character, Ruby, is so delightful. Like, I I enjoy watching Jayma as Ruby so much because there's so much weirdness that Jayma brings, <laughs> like just weird little comments and little faces that she would make on set that were not in the script. She just created this amazingly weird, fun mm. character. And it was fun she's
4: to play very, with. She's very, there's a lot of air in her head. She
5: <laughs> speaks, she we says did. things that she's thinking that she shouldn't say. We and played we opposites did. very well. We did. You did know what was going on. I knew what was going on, couldn't affect any change that was the problem Rosaline <laughs> knew what was happening but she had no power and you didn't know what was happening you just kind of going along going along yeah
0: it sounds like you had so much fun crafting your characters and Absolutely. how they were going to navigate around we have to talk about her Malvina Monroe what was it like Ooh. the three of you then together working with Maya Rudolph
4: on set oh it was so fun I mean She's this great. was a dream come true
5: job yeah. it, it
4: was really every Everybody was just so fun to work with, mm-hmm. but Maya in particular was just fantastic. And this character she created as well—it was fun to just be around it, right. and like hover around it, and follow her lead, which is what you know we were. Yeah,
5: just and she's such a pro, and just so mm-hmm. funny, and just great. And when she shifted into <laughs> evil, I was a little afraid of Maya. <laughs> Malvina was scary. Yeah, she she just, her intensity scary. was scary. It's true. Yeah,
0: but as you said, though, it's still so much fun because it all yeah. exists within this fairy tale world. Tell us about what it was like playing the characters in Monroeville and then shifting into Monrelasia, like all the costumes and just kind of getting into those different kind of versions of the character.
5: Well, Monroeville is just suburban anywhere, right? So mm-hmm. we all know those PTA moms, those those mean those carrying pumpkin spice carrying people. We know them. But the the corset situation, once we <laughs> That's why people were evil. That's why we were evil. Because those corsets, uh, my wonderful dresser, Kira, was just literally killing me every day. She got in there and was just like <laughs> but she was so great at like strapping me and I had to hold on to a pole and she would just strap me in and, you know, no mercy. So But
4: it it was interesting how it shifts for the characters mm-hmm. when you en- mm-hmm. enter Monrelasia. Yeah. And this is what's so fun about being an actor. And I think in films like this too, it really all comes together. Cause you have like the costumes, Joan Bergen designed these amazing mm-hmm. costumes. Mm-hmm. And then you have the hair, the, these wigs, mm-hmm. these amazing creative wigs that they're designing in the, in the, in the makeup and the whole thing. I don't know. I felt changed when yeah, I was in it. And in, in the most magical, wonderful absolutely. way. I mean, that sounds fantastic. You shot in Ireland
0: and, being fans of the original, now you're in this world, you're on set. Did you have any pinch me moments where you're like, I'm here, this is happening?
4: Every day. Every, Every day. Single
5: Every single day, day was a pinch me moment. Yeah. I think for me, it was watching batter because we got to see Maya and Amy perform it in front of us because we were the only people in the, oh. room the group. And so we got to watch them dance and sing. And it was very special. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: That is so, so special. Okay. Well, you know, this is a fairy tale with a twist. So if you could cast
4: any spell, what would it be? Oh, well, but now I feel like it's dangerous, can be quite dangerous to cast a spell. If we I did. would cast <laughs>
5: for everyone to understand how important voting is and for everyone to register and vote every single time there's an election. I would cast that tomorrow. And I don't even believe in the magic like that, but I sure would do it. It's funny, that was literally what I was gonna say. Yeah, was it? <laughs> A true word duo and through and, and through. Word.
4: Exactly what I was going to oh, say. Goodness. We'll find something else, dear. Um, no, I think for everyone to be kind. Yeah. Oh, that's Maybe a good just one. Just all be kind. You know, take care of each and other. And nice and that smile be and be happy and, you yeah. know, kindness. A spell of kindness. That'd be great. I was going to say it worked right here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all your kindness has come over here. Thank you so much for the time, Eva and Jama. You two are delightful. Thank you so much thank, for the time. Thank, thank you, you. Nice very, very much. Joining us now is director Adam
6: Shankman. Welcome Adam. Hi, nice to see ya.
0: Hello. We're so thrilled to have you here. And this story is so fun because we pick up with the story in the after After happily ever after, where do we pick up with the characters?
6: You know, Giselle has now been living in the world for a decade and she's been married to Robert for a while. And Giselle is really struggling to feel where she fits. She's just had a baby. She's kind of going through it (laughs) because it's like (laughs) she feels disconnected from Andalasia, who she really is authentically. And so she's like, let's get the family and move to a place with more trees and birds because I think that will make me feel more like me." And, you know, as the story goes, no matter where you go, there you are. And uh, she finds that just the move did not solve all of the problems.
0: I absolutely love it. I love how we've just seen Giselle's journey from Enchanted to Disenchanted. Just an absolute adoration for fairy tales. We as Disney fans over here want to know more about your love of Disney fandom, because I imagine you're going to have some fun answers. Are you willing to take on the Insider Five with us, Adam Shankman?
6: I am indeed. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. I am indeed, we...
6: I hope I do okay.
0: <laughs> You're going to be fabulous. Okay, here's our first question: What is your earliest memory of being a Disney movie fan?
6: Okay, it's not animated. Although when I was a kid, my parents would take me to a movie theater in Santa Monica called the Criterion, where I went every single weekend, and they ran Disney movies, and I watched all the old Kurt Russell movies that, like, the now you see them, now you don't. Um, The computer wore tennis shoes, but I also ran everything from Snow White to the Aristocats. So I grew up on all of those movies, the Shaggy Dog, in the movie theaters, in Santa Monica, like clockwork every Saturday.
0: Pure magic. Okay, so then I think you're gonna have a great answer for this next one. You're talking about Santa Monica. If you could only ride one ride all day at a Disney park, which would it be? Space Mountain. Done. He knew there was no. I, yeah, no, 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 no.
6: I want to like be thrown around. I want to see those crazy chocolate chip cookies hurtling at me. I like a roller coaster.
0: <laughs> so good. Okay, our next question. It's Disney karaoke night. What song yeah. do you sing?
6: I want to say "Part of Your World," but to me that's low hanging fruit. I don't actually drink anymore, but I think if I were drinking, I think it would be Cruella Deville.
5: Ooh,
6: um, nice, nice because I, I think that that's a goodie for me. Or if I was feeling in a really, really sentimental mood, it could be a whole new world, but probably not.
0: <laughs> Either way, those sound like winners. Yeah. Okay, your next question.
6: Yes. You were
0: invited to a Disney themed costume party. Who yes. or what do you dress as?
6: Goofy. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna just be goofy. I get embarrassed when I wear costumes, so I always wanna have a big head on. And because I'm actually kind of short, I want a tall head. And so Goofy would elongate me, plus it would give me the opportunity, knowing that I have restricted vision, that I could knock stuff over and it would be fine because I'm Goofy.
0: I can't tell you how brilliant that answer is. I've never heard an answer quite that well thought out in every single way. Perfect custom to you and who you are. So magic, magic Adam Shankman. Okay. (laughs) To close this out on the Insider 5, which Disney character has the best life advice And what is it?
6: I think it is going to be Giselle. She goes, and some days are good and some are not so, but none do we take for granted because it's both the joys of adversities making these memories that's even more enchanted. And though here in reality, My ever after may not be at every moment happily, it's even more enchanted. And I love that because she's recognizing that life isn't always perfect, but recognizing that and accepting it, Makes her life much better and happier.
0: That sounds like a true fairy tale happy ending, right there. Adam Shankman, you just owned the Insider Five. Thank you so much for the time today, telling us about Disenchanted and all about your Disney fandom. You are a true joy. Thank you so much.
6: Mwah. You
5: too. Bye. Bye.
0: That's our show. Disney's Disenchanted is now streaming on Disney Plus. So you don't miss any upcoming podcast episodes, subscribe and follow Disney Movie Insiders Presents. And while you're there, we'd love it if you gave us a rating and review. Visit DisneyMovieInsiders.com or our app and enter bonus code MONROEVILLE. The code expires December 27, 2022 at 1159 PM Pacific time. Limit one redemption per account. While you're there, don't forget to link your Disney Movie Insiders and Disney Plus accounts to earn bonus points every month just for being a subscriber. Offer subject to expiration, membership is required. Visit DisneyMovieInsiders.com for terms and conditions. We'll catch you next time,
3: insiders, with more Disney movie magic.